What do you think happens when we die at Camp Reeves? Good day. A good day would be to sleep in, take a motorcycle ride. You know, you're gonna have to catch me. Walking the streets of the future is really going to be breathtaking. Hello, and welcome back to Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Reeves, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends purloined, no, absconded with Tom Hanks, purloined <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, and are about to be absolutely mugged by Keanu Reeves. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm stealing your apartment, your pot full of water, your chair, and your cat. Yeah, you're going to need all of that if you're going to astral project into hell, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, this week I am Balthazar. Oh no. Yeah, I'm here to fuck shit up. Yeah, can you do the quarter trick? Uh, if I had a quarter, yeah, I bet you I could. Mm. Very slowly and not good, very well. Good cover. Yeah. Good cover, <laughs> I gotta say. Um, real pro move to be like, I just don't have one around. Oh, I've, yeah, it's in my other pants. Sorry I've about been, that. I've been to your house. I know that desk is just uh, just lousy with quarters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ass deep in quarters, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Up to your taint and change. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, it feels good to be back in the podcasting saddle, I gotta it tell you. It does. So, it's... How long has it been? Because I can't actually figure it out. It's been, I think, just a... I think I just missed a week. I think. Okay. Because I was traveling. I was in California. Sorry again for mm-hmm. the Patreon feed drop, folks. But I think it was a pretty good episode. I would. I like to think so. Yeah, it's pretty choice cut. Uh, the old Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Hanksy Panksy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I was in California and I missed a week. So uh, definitely weird being back here. Yeah, see, I think it's longer for me because I watched Something's Gotta Give like several days before you. Yes, yeah. So it's it's like a week and a half for this guy. Yeah, it's been a minute since uh, since we sat down to bang one of these fuckers out. And so I'm wondering, Luke, mm-hmm. did you miss Keanu? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's hard <laughs> not to. Because <laughs> to peek behind the curtain... Uh, there were t- I fluctuated on Tom, whether or not I missed mm-hmm. Tom. Currently, I'm in an I don't miss Tom space. No. Uh, when A Man Called Otto came out, I was missing Tom. It was nice to mm-hmm. see a little bit of Tom's face. Of course. And body. Um, and that was sort of the fluctuation that happened in the project. Dwayne didn't miss Dwayne ever. Uh, yeah, I don't think I I don't think I'm capable of missing Dwayne. Yeah, if I'm being honest. Yeah, shortly after his like third or fourth movie, I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, but Keanu every week, I want to see Keanu's face yeah. every week. Yeah. So can I can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I have been feverishly searching to see if there are any pictures or videos of Keanu Reeves picketing. As uh-huh. part of the SAG strike. And I, like, no. And it's very sad to me. Not because not I think he doesn't support it. I'm yeah. sure he does. Um, but I just, I would love to see what slogan he would put on his sign. Yeah. Something about John Wick. A movie that may or may not exist since it's in the future. Yeah, sure. See, um, see, I think it would be like a Bill and Ted reference. Oh, that'd be choice. Like, be chill, dude, and let us party on with a new contract. (laughs) Folks, if you have a way to get Keanu this slogan, be chill, dude, and party on with a new contract, I think it would make an excellent SAG strike sign. It's a pretty good sign. It's pretty choice, and it only works if Keanu is holding it. Yeah, or, um, is it Alex Winters? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, either one of them. They yeah. can do it. No one else. Preferably together. If we can reunite God. Bill and Ted for the SAG strike, yes. can you imagine the power oh, of that? that? That deal would be done like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just so, so quick. Yeah. The the power of these two dudes who, as we know, <laughs> later on in human history, are sort of the uh, deities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, deities for uh, for all mankind. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do we usually... Sam, how is your watch? Well, first I think we should talk about the movie that we watched this week, which was not 2005's Thumbsucker. It, it was, was not. instead 2005's Constantine. Yes. Um, and you might be wondering why we watched 2005's not Thumbsucker Constantine, and that's because my wife did some looking, and she found that Keanu is in one scene of Thumbsucker, and Luke and I said, good enough, and we skipped it. <laughs> they have to be on the screen for a cumulative total of 10 minutes. I So, I don't want to say that, because what's going to happen is one of our fucking eagle-eyed viewers <laughs> is going to rent the movie Thumbsucker and watch it and clock the amount of time he's on there, and it's going to be like 11 minutes. Yeah. And then we're going to have to watch it. And I don't want to do that. One scene does not a Keanu film make. It does not. No. I mean, even let's say a handful of scenes like that beat poet movie we watched, whatever that mm-hmm. was called. Uh, uh, yeah. The one we technically that we watched, but didn't cover. Yes. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> the one that we shoehorned under the front of devil's advocate, an episode I listened to recently, by the way, because uh-huh. I was going through our back catalog checking for quality because which is an insane thing to say for this show uh doing qc Uh (laughs) on this garbage you people are listening um anyway and i it started the episode and i was like did i fuck this up because this is a different movie what happened to devil's advocate and then i remembered oh yeah we didn't cover it yeah yeah, you thought maybe we had run into that glitch that we had when we switched to Captivate, where all our episodes were mislabeled for a little bit. Yes, exactly. And I was like, damn, did we did we get a goof? Did we get a goof in the Matrix? But nah. Nope. Nah, it worked out. No. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, how was your watch? Well, I guess I asked you first, but I'll go, and then oh, we can look I mean, I, I can start. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Nothing to report. Uh, slammed it on the LHB Max. I did buy a soundbar, and I think this is the mm. first movie we're talking about. Okay. Where I watched with the soundbar. Good one to start with. Oh, it was choice. It was. What uh, soundbar you go with? I got a Polk Magnified Mini AX or something like that. I don't even know what the fuck that is, my guy. Yeah, I don't know why you asked. Um, I, you know, I thought I would recognize the brand. Yeah. But. Polk? Polk is a huge and very well-respected speaker company. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is it like Polk as in James K? I think so. P-O-L-K. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone's favorite president, James <laughs> K. Polk. <laughs> <laughs> really a big a big hitter in the history yeah. books. You know, you can go to podcasts for a lot of movie coverage, but what podcast can you go to for for presidential deep cuts like James K. Polk? And who was the Watergate guy that we talked about for quite a while? G. Gordon Liddy? G. Gordon Liddy. Thank you. It was you. on the other show, my guy. <laughs> Whatever. It was the other show. That was the other my, show. My personal hero, G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> Anyway, come back next week for my deep dive into Napoleon's life and history. Mm-hmm. Um, when we pivot this to just being a dad podcast where uh-huh. I just sort of go into like history. I just do history channel mini episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting that you should mention that, Luke. Yeah. Because uh, it, it has been announced on the Patreon now, but um, soon this will be actually a dad podcast. All right. We're, we're cracking the seal on this bad boy, yes, huh? Yes. Because your boy is halfway there yeah fuck yeah dude so got got a got a wee baby on the way yeah and so uh folks uh, there there will be some sort of break we've got some stuff in the works um when i return the energy that you're going to get from me is i think going to be wild oh it's it's i will tell you one thing for free my friend it will be Mm -hmm. different (laughs) You will be a changed man, not necessarily because of the birth of your child. Well, it no. will be directly because well, of the birth y- y- of your child, yeah. but I don't mean in like a Hallmark way. No. <laughs> no. 
Folks, if you think I can't stay on track now, <laughs> this is with a full night of sleep, yeah, baby. Yeah, imagine you with three and a half hours of uh, non-consecutive sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and having been vomited on at least twice. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's the vibe I'll be bringing. Oh, uh, I can't wait, man. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a hell of a time. I will say, because I've wanted to talk about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But uh, we, you know, you weren't talking about it publicly. Sure. Um, I am extremely curious as a science experiment to see what happens to your movie tastes because Ooh. you've been dabbling in the dad movie space. I have. I I have wondered. Yeah. Um. Now, let's see. We were. I was scrolling through YouTube the other night, and I was joking with Kenna that I was going to make her watch, like, some 1960 World War II movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one with, like, an anim... Like, a like a drawn poster. Yeah. One of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I was like, you know, if you're not good, I'm going to make you watch this. And she said, no, 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 no. That's a dad movie. And I said, I'll stop you right there. <laughs> That's a granddad movie. <laughs> that is not a dad movie. <laughs> absolutely not i was like i don't have the wherewithal to watch that shit yeah so we'll know you've hit granddad territory when you start watching movies about the great war yeah when when i start watching a bridge too far yeah and you're like man i watched this history channel talk about the red bear in the other night and uh, (laughs) it was riveting shit let me tell you Yeah, son. Have you ever watched uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, the original? It's like fuck, fuck, man. Though if, if we're still doing this and I'm a grandpa, something has gone very wrong. I mean, surely by no offense, Tom, but surely by that point, one of the horses will be out of the running. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah. Do we have to change the name of the podcast when he dies? I think. <laughs> This is horrible. I can't say this, but I'm going to anyway. Can we change it to In Memoriam Hanksy Panksy? (laughs) (laughs) My God, that's horrible. (laughs) I love it so much. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, fuck me, man. Well, okay, I have a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we shouldn't do this. Do okay. not. Okay, do not hold us to this. Okay. If and when Tom Hanks dies, mm-hmm. which is it may not even happen. Sure. Maybe science comes out with a de aging pill and we get like a hundred and seven more years of Tom Hanks. But Ooh. if he should pass, we should rewatch all of his movies. No. Yep. No, I'll have a kid then, Luke. I can't sign I can't do that to my family. <laughs> oh, it would be so weird and so good though. Luke, think of the children. Think of, well, the child. The think child. of the child. Think of the child. Yeah. The as as I'll be calling him the wee baby Keanu. The wee baby <laughs> Yeah. You heard it first here, folks. Uh Sam's kiddo will be named Keanu. Mm-hmm. Um, Keanu Siegel. Keanu Siegel. Uh, yeah. That's not appropriative at all. Uh, no, not at all. Definitely not. Uh, anyway, all that to say, my watch was fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing big to report. Soundbar, A+. Plus. Good deal. Uh, Good deal. How was your watch? Luke, I fell yesterday. You f- you didn't tell me this. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, you should have gotten the life alert. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, why'd you hook that up to me, by the way? What do you want me to Down do? Down the street. It? Yeah, but you should get a medical professional on board. Eh, you're, you're close like, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I fell um, on the slate floor outside my bedroom. Okay. Um, let me tell you something, Luke. Falling at 30, real different than falling at 20. You're a springy motherfucker when you're 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are not when you're 30. Mm-mm. You're brittle as shit. I, uh, 
I just sat on my ass for a long time. Yeah. Because I fell, I fell directly on my knee. Oh, um, no. Yeah, and broke my fall somewhat with the corner of a table. Oh, uh, buddy. <laughs> it was on my arm. But hey, good news, though. It was my non-disc golf elbow. Hell so, yeah. Uh, so that one's all <laughs> fucked up now. <laughs> but the disc golf elbow, that's acceptable really um, yeah yeah uh, well are you are you okay i mean my knee hurts pretty bad and so does my arm and my elbow but uh you should, know should you see somebody no okay yeah i guess what are they gonna say you're 30 and you fell yeah they're, they're just gonna say you fell down um and i gotta tell you kind of had an interesting response to this she laughed so no okay she that's didn't. good um, so I, uh, I had gotten out of the shower mm-hmm. and I just had my underwear on. Oh no. When I, I stepped out in the hall, slipped on the slate floor, fell, hit my knee very hard, made, made quite the racket and Kenna, uh, was still in the bedroom and she said, are you okay? And I said, not really. And I kind of turned over, and I was in a lot of pain, but I was also laughing pretty hard because it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then she approached me and said, this is why you don't step on the floor with wet feet. And I said, maybe not the time for this. <laughs> <laughs> not really the time to give me a lesson on when, where I should walk with wet feet. Yeah, not a great time for a lesson in friction. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but one of the other problems is that as, as I was coming down, uh, the, the arm that hadn't hit the table was, you know, trying to save me. Yeah. Uh, but instead of like, you know, putting my hand on the floor, I put it on, um, like a, like a dust mop thing. Mm-hmm. And so it slipped, uh, it, as I was falling. Right. And I mentioned this to Kenna, and I was like, I tried to break my fall with that. And she said, well, you shouldn't have done that. And I said, well, I didn't have a lot of choices. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time to make choices. I don't know what to tell you. The airbags didn't deploy. You know? Yeah. Like. <laughs> it just, it was, uh, it was concerning with the child on the way that, that her initial response, good, check if I'm okay. But the follow-up of yeah. just like, well, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Well, see, you, you in contrast to a baby or a child, mm-hmm. can be reasoned with and taught things because you're 30 years old. Arguable. And you shouldn't be just falling over. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it was a slip. Yeah. It was a slip and fall. It was a slip and fall. Yeah, that mm-hmm. happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, we aren't as springy as we used to be. No, we're we, not, man. We, my knee hurts so goddamn much. Sometimes I just look incorrectly, mm-hmm. and then my oh, yeah. whole neck and back hurts. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, that's a um, good one. Can this I, morning I yeah. woke up and uh, my the the right side of my jaw was all swollen and hurt when I chewed. Yeah, weird shit happens, huh? I know, man. It's. Aging sucks. Aging is weird. And that's, man, we have so much more to go. I know. That's the we're, fucked up part. We're not even like midlife crisis area. No. Because uh, uh, I, I tell you this, I took up rock climbing probably mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know, nine months ago, something like that. Yeah. I've gotten really into it. Um, sometimes you take a fall in rock mm-hmm. climbing. Uh, I have to be done. After that, because I don't know oh. what's happened to me. If I yeah. tumble and smack something, I oh, don't know anymore. Because if that's you're, your day, yeah. If you're 20 and this happens, you go, "I feel fine. Let's keep going." If you do mm-hmm. this and you're 30, you have like demons coming up out of the cracks of your body. Oh, yeah, like you don't know what you just did until you yeah. like give it an hour or two. And like, here's the thing: you hit 30 and you take like a tumble. The odds of you requiring a specialist yeah. to deal with it increase exponentially. Exponentially, yeah. Because if you're 20, go see a like a pediatrician. Go see mm-hmm. your pediatrician. 
They'll give you I some, mean, I did. Yeah, they'll give you some Pedialyte, and then you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, They're like, you're fine. You're fine. You, you have a bruise, kind of. Yeah. But if you're uh, 30 and you take a slight tumble, because I fully expected you, the end of this, I can't really see your arms. Uh, the video of yours will see mm, this. I fully expected yeah. you to hold up a cast. Oh, no, no, no. I I got uh, this bruise right here. It's a gnarly. Damn. This one. Yeah. Those are bruises. The table, you probably can't see it. The table did cut me very slightly here because I caught the corner of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then my knee weirdly does not look as gnarly. Yeah. um, But it feels worse. That sucks, man. I feel for you, cause yeah, it's it's dangerous times out here, at this age. I know, I know, man. And again, in so, way back when in college, uh, I took a developmental psychology, mm-hmm. and our book, you know, had like chapters based on like the lifespan, you yeah, know, like different stages of life, and for like, um. I believe it was like middle adulthood or like Mm -hmm. early adulthood. It was like after about 25, it is just downhill physically. Um, And at the time that horrified me, but I also low key was like, I'm I'm sure it's not that downhill. Yes, it is that downhill. Folks, arthritis comes up so much quicker than you expect it to. (laughs) (laughs) Disturbingly soon. You're going if you if you aren't on this side of thirty yet. Just know, the clock's ticking and arthritis. Mm-hmm. It's coming, baby. Oh it's yeah, coming. yeah. Enjoy your twenties. Yeah. And like, if you're a child, I don't know why you're listening to this, but if you're a child, man, you can do anything. You probably get, shouldn't yeah. tell kids that, but yeah. also like, you could basically hit a kid with a bus and they're fine. Yeah, they'll bounce back no problem. But mm-hmm. if I open the microwave, weird. yeah if i sleep wrong that's my day yes you know um all that to say my watch was pretty standard i had both cats cuddling with me which was lovely nice uh because i was uh out of the house uh for about half of last week with uh with a work thing and so i guess they were like man we missed you Nice. So, That's always a lot good. Of cuddles. You were like halfway to a a astral projection into hell spell too. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, Luke, do you want to break down the plot? Sure, buddy. Uh, I'll start. Actually, I'll probably just break down who Constantine is, mm-hmm. and then give you a loose sketch of the plot because it's sure he's a comic book hero. Constantine's comic book hero. Mm-hmm. Um. Constantine is typically portrayed as a disaster bisexual magician, warlock, or whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. who uh, does gross magic, smokes, chain smokes, does weird gross magic, and fights demons. Do you um, think Necromancer? I wouldn't say so because he doesn't really raise the dead. Mm, okay. Yeah, he doesn't have like an undead army or anything. Damn. Yeah, that would have been cool. Not um, enough heroic necromancers. Yeah. It's true, man. Uh, necromancer representation is what everybody's been claim- clamoring mm-hmm. for. I um, mean, that's what the whole sex strike is about. That's what the strike is about. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. knows this. Um, he gets, in most adaptations, gets diagnosed with lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's trying to finagle a way out of going to hell. Because he uh, took his own life when he was a kid. That's some mortal sin. Uh, mm-hmm. So he, he knows where he's going. And it, it, it's kind of like... Like, he doesn't want to be the guy in the prison where there's a bunch of people he sent to prison, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he routinely sends demons back to hell. Kind of on a freelance basis. He's like a PI, but, like, like gross. For demons. Yeah, for demons. Um, so, in this movie, he and Rachel Weiss, um, she's back, everybody. It's pretty yep. great. Um are investigating the uh, murder or death of her twin sister, Isabel. Mm-hmm. Um, and turns out demons are involved. The angel Gabriel is trying to bring the son of Satan into this world so that they can, like, 
unleash hell upon the earth so that the, only the righteous will remain is what Gabriel's trying to do. I assume the mm-hmm. son of Satan is just like, it sounds like, yeah, let's go party, man. Yeah, I, th- I think it's more just like, the, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to sort of open up a new shop. Yeah, that sounds like a new franchisee operation to me. It sounds, mm-hmm. it sounds excellent. Let's do it. Uh, anyway, he's the ending. There's a whole bunch of kerfuffle and chasing around getting MacGuffins and going to hell and stuff. Uh, and then it ends with Constantine um, again s- slicing his wrists so that they keep saying throughout the movie that Lucifer, the only person Lucifer would come up to like reap himself mm-hmm. is John Constantine. And uh, this turns out to be true. So Peter Stormare, who's here, everybody. Uh, yeah. Round of applause for old Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare, everybody, uh, shows up and does indeed, he's Lucifer, come to collect him himself. And he's like, cool, you can take me, BT dubs, though. <laughs> Do you know what your shithead son's doing in the next room? <laughs> Do you know what your shithead son is doing with this angel? Um and he breaks it up, takes his son back to hell, and this redemption, uh, Constantine offers to trade his life in exchange for the twin sisters so that she can go to heaven instead of being stuck in hell. This redeeming moment means that Constantine is going to go to heaven. So what does Lucy do? Old Lou reaches into him, pulls out the cancer, makes it so that he'll live, uh, <laughs> and then ships him back out into the world so Constantine can keep sort of fucking shit up yeah um, yeah i mean he's he's been in the comics he's been in legends of tomorrow which is a show i would love to talk more about on this podcast but we'll save for another day okay. um someone's nipple gets sent to hell and comes back so someone just has a possessed nipple in that show it's wild i love that okay. show uh, and it has Constantine as a heavy, like a major character who is mm. closer. So in the books, in the comic books, Sam, let's just compare to Keanu really quick. Okay. Uh, he is British. He's from Manchester. Okay. Check. So, check. Uh, he's blonde. Check, check. And he's a disaster bisexual. Yeah, that's Keanu yeah, Reeves. Th- that's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, mm-hmm. clearly. We all know this. Yeah. Yeah, they nailed the casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, perfect. I can't. I can't think of anyone who would fit that description better. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. You know, really, when you start looking at Keanu's resume and personality, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's truly what he was meant to play. Anyway, Sam, uh, what did you think of this movie? Um. Well, first, I have a question. Did you watch the after credits scene? No. Oh, there is one. What's in the after credits scene? The after credits scene is uh keanu goes goes to the grave of shia labeouf uh, yes chaz kramer yes. i think and it's like hey you were a good one and then he leaves his lighter on it and then he turns around and then shia labeouf shows up behind his tombstone with angel wings and gives a weird look to the camera with the angel eyes and then flies up into the sky okay so i wondered if they were going to do this because chaz kramer is the eternal man in the comic series mm, okay in that he is killed and brought back to life so many times eventually mm. they just make him immortal they're like fuck it we can't uh, keep doing okay. this <laughs> <laughs> we can't keep doing this Chaz. so they just make him immortal so fair yeah interesting interesting did miss that yeah yeah no uh i i wanted to check because i knew it was a comic book movie and I, I thought, you know, these comic book movies, they they like to do the, the after credits scene. Yeah, so. well spotted. I didn't even think to, to check for that. And Kenna, Kenna was like, I don't think they did after credits scenes uh, back way back then, you know, four years after the towers fell. Yeah. But uh, they did. Yeah, they, they absolutely did. did. Can I just say really quick for the people uh-huh. who don't aren't watching the video. Uh, your cat fucking glued to you, my man. Oh, yeah. She's a real cuddle baby. She's a real baby. Yeah. She's making a lot of mess on the desk, which is not mm-hmm. great for the audio. But Yeah, who gives a shit, though? Because she's so cute. She is so cute. She's a very cute baby. Sam, what do you think of yeah. this movie? This movie is noir. Ooh. Mm. I like it. Okay, I was going to say this movie is 
a devilishly good time. Oh, yes. well, hold on, Luke. Yeah. There's no good, there's no there's bad. There's no good, bad. This movie is hellacious. There, well, yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> this movie is hell on wheels. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Got it in one. Got it in one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a rip-roaring time with Constantine. It's, so, I won't say that I had a rip-roaring good time, but I did have a decent time. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of these movies... It's become a cult classic. At the time, it was pretty panned. People mm-hmm. hated it because yeah. he's not blonde, British, or uh, a disaster bisexual. Sure. Uh, but since then, people kind of softened to it. And my dude, you just get to turn your brain off. It's a good brain yeah. off, demons on kind of yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, brain off, demons on, dick up. Um, mm-hmm. I, so the only thing is that I feel like it had kind of a slow start because there's a lot of world building that it has to do. Sure. There's having a lot s- of exposition in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Having said that, I love the character. Uh, I think Keanu's performance is Constantine phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I do like the world that they built. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it works really well. And... Like, the action scenes are actually pretty fucking solid. Yeah. And they're they're sprinkled through. I like that. Because yeah. it is not nonstop action like a lot of comic book movies these days. Yeah, for sure. God, I, I sound like I fall regularly. Um, <laughs> now, I tell you, in my day... You know, back in my day, <laughs> when, when I used to watch uh, Bridge Too Far... Um, <laughs> You know, when I watched the bridge over the River Kwai, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I I I liked that it was not constant action that that it, it which makes the action more powerful. Sure, I think and and more interesting. Yeah. So so yeah, no, it was it was solid. I mean, I I had some questions. Oh for yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Well, do you, anything I can answer. How many fucking phones does Rachel Vice have? She has a lot of phones, doesn't she? She's got like 30 phones in yeah. one room. Yeah. What if you need to call somebody and 29 of them break down? I mean, good point. Yeah. Because uh, whomst among us has not been in that position. Yeah. You know how your phones jam? Mm-hmm. You know how you go to pick it up and go, ah, this one's jammed like a gun? Yes. Yeah. All the time. Or jammed. It's just coated in jam because uh, one of the McElroy brothers has come in. And <laughs> that's usually my problem <laughs> is that I pick up the phone and, oh, it's covered in strawberry oh, jam. it's damn covered it. in jam. Damn it, just, damn it, Justin McElroy. Damn you, Justin McElroy. Um, but, yeah, so uh, so I did wonder about that. Um, I... I'll tell you, I didn't take a lot of notes. I have some. Mm-hmm. I have some. Uh, so I'm happy to sort of... Uh, I will carry you across the River Kwai in this one if, yeah, you, if you want please, me to. Please. Well, you'll need to build the bridge first. Yeah, we'll need to build a bridge. Just yeah. like in Volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. So, this movie... This is not a funny one, and then we'll get into some funny ones. Mm-hmm. This movie's cinematically gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, no, really well shot. And it makes the Matrix movies look like dog shit. Not the first mm-hmm. one. first one's pretty good. But the second and third? Yes. This isn't Absolutely. that much later than those movies. No. It's two years? Yeah. And, like, they clearly... The, I forget who the DP was. We looked it up. Um, who the double penetration was? Who the double penetration was? Uh, yeah. But the the cinematographer worked on a bunch of other big movies, mm-hmm. like auteur kind of movies, and you get that. It's a nice little touch that like shots are really well framed. They're noir esque, like like yeah. you said. They're very like noir. Uh, not every frame is a painting, but there are a lot of paintings in this movie. I would mm-hmm. say, put it that way. Well, and then. You know, there's a fair amount of CGI. Yeah. But it's it's not overdone. It's not shitty. Yeah. It's, I, again, it's not the latter two Matrix movies. Yeah. 
where everything is CGI, and so it all looks like ass. Yeah, we're a PS2 era graphics. Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves fights a bunch of PS2 era graphics. Uh, Agent Smiths. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Chevy advertising. Uh-huh. There just is one. Yeah. Yeah, so Keanu comes out of, uh, like, a, I think he goes and one of his friends is dead in, like, a bodega or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what immediately happens. Anyway, he's on the street. He looks up, and this is after he's been diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. He sees a sign that says, your time is running out. Then we pan over to buy a new Chevy. Yeah, and folks, it's a it's a good reminder that uh, you know, according to our sponsor, your time <laughs> is running out to buy a new Chevy. What a weird message, though, because <laughs> imagine being Chevy and you're like, you need how much? Ten million dollars? Okay, sure. Yeah, here's your special effects budget for a couple of mm-hmm. scenes. Now, what are you gonna what are you gonna do for us? Oh, we'll put like a full billboard in the in the movie. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, fuck yeah. Okay, yeah. what about one... Okay, just spitballing here. What about if okay. we put a billboard up that says uh, your company is about to go under and you have, like, 10 seconds to buy a Chevy? Huh, wh- um... Too late, it's already done. That's oh. the direction we went with. I just thought I would make it fun and give you, like, a little spitball session. Yeah, I mean, typically we try not to remind our customers of their impending death. Yeah, that too. Shit. Um... <laughs> We really try to not make people think that, that they're constantly on a slow march toward death. Yeah. Um, do you think it'll work? <laughs> do they what? Do you think it'll work? Do you think it'll sell a Chevy? I think at least... My dude, can we break the bit for a second? Can you imagine uh-huh. the person who saw this and went, Yeah, I should go buy a Chevy. That's someone who actually is pretty pretty much on the precipice, huh? Yes, that is a yeah. man on the edge right there. <laughs> yeah, because you you don't you don't have like a good sort of well adjusted existence where like you're pretty pretty self assured that you're not gonna beef it anytime yeah. soon and go. Yeah, I do need to get a Chevy like I, right now though. I need to go buy a Chevy. <laughs> Can you imagine that person at the dealership and they're like. What can we do to get you in this car today? And they're like, anything. anything literally anything. <laughs> Just put me in the fucking car. I, I don't pay, have much time left. I will pay sticker price or above only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, actually, it, it reminds me of an episode of King of the Hill where Hank finds out that you can negotiate below sticker price. Mm. He's been buying cars from the same guy for his whole life and thought that, like, sticker price was, like, the discount. The price discount. of the car. Yeah. This is a good show, uh, man. This is good. God, it's good. Uh, um, I do... A quick question for you. Mm-hmm. What was Shia LaBeouf's character name? And Was it in Transformers? Was it Sam Witwicky? It was Sam Witwicky. Sam Witwicky. Yeah. Uh... Sam Witwicky does a Satan. He what now? He does a Satan. What do you mean he does a Satan? I don't know. It's what he does. You're going to have to walk me through that. (laughs) It's this whole thing. He wants to do a Satan. Uh, Like fuck the devil? No, he just wants to get up in it. He just wants to like get up in that Satanic shit. I, I think we watched a different movie because I don't, maybe I didn't pay enough attention, but I don't feel like I recall Sam Wickwicky uh, being like, I want to do a devil. No, not sexually. He just, he wants to yeah, do no. some devilish stuff. Man, I did not clock that. Yeah, it's like his whole thing. You know, oh. He's got the piles of books. Yeah, see, I thought he wanted to be John Constantine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's and just part funnier. Of that is it's funnier to say Sam Witwicky does a Satan. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I it would. Can I tell you? Mm-hmm. I would watch the Transformer movies if Sam Witwicky did a Satan. If Sam Witwicky does a Satan in the trans, like there, can you imagine if this is the same universe mm-hmm. and he lives, uh, and then in the next, like in the Transformers movie that came out mm-hmm. an eternity ago, around the same time period. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is like, okay, Decepticons, cool. Let me draw a pentagram on the floor. I need blood. Who has blood? 
Yeah, so here's here's what I would kill for. Is he's doing that and um Optimus Prime goes, Sam Witwicky, no. Do turn away, turn towards the light. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about <laughs> Otto Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus Prime. Have mm-hmm. you heard the good news of Jesus Prime? And he says something along the lines of like Autobots pray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why the Autobots came to Earth is to proselytize. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah. And like instead of like pulling a sword from his back, it's just a big like car bible. Yeah, a big car uh, bible. And uh, uh and he's like, "Let me tell let me read you the gospel of Chevrolet. Let us read from Alternator 2417. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway, Sam Witwicky's here. Mm-hmm. He's Chad Kramer. Uh, it's just weird to see Shia LaBeouf before the world broke him. Yeah. Maybe the world had already broke him. I don't know. I don't know his life. Was this pre-Holes? I don't think so. I think this is post-Holes. Post-Holes. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite rapper, Post Holes. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking, yeah. Let me let me look it up. Let me see. When yeah. did... No, that's Hiles. Holes. When did Hiles come out? Two two years before this. Okay. This, so this is Post Holes. Yeah, this is Post Holes. The only way I'm going to gauge time from now on is pre the movie Holes starring Shia LaBeouf or post the movie Holes. It is very complicated because what you have to do is you also have to give it in reference to when the towers fell. I see. So it's like, um, you know, uh, ten years after the towers fell and also seven years post holes. (laughs) Yeah, I dig this because it's really specific. Mm -hmm. Like it gives you two. It would be eight years post holes. Yeah, it gives you it gives you two sort of frames of reference. Mm-hmm. Two massive cultural touchstones. One sure. a very tragic event. The other, uh, uh, an okay movie starring. Whoa, 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 okay. <laughs> My guy, Holes is a phenomenal film. I haven't seen it since it came out. So I don't oh know. man, it's good. It's yeah. legitimately good. I just remember Love the book flick. being like incredibly sad. I mean, it's not an upper. Okay, it, but it's about a kid whose name is Stanley Yelnats, who's forced to go work at a labor camp because he stole some shoes. Yeah. Uh, and the the people running the camp are highly abusive. There are poison lizards everywhere. And then uh, he runs away and has to eat a bunch of onions. Um, and then uh, there's a whole story in the past about uh, some racism and some more stories in the further past about a broken promise to a magical woman uh, and then some more abuse I, it pans out in the end spoiler alert <laughs> I hope so because yeah. this is a young adult novel right yeah yeah man the shit we throw at kids and it just rolls off them I know. It's amazing. Like, okay. See, it, you know, they can fall down and they can read holes without getting, like, traumatized. Yes. Here's the thing. So, Rumi has been rereading Animorphs mm-hmm. recently. Uh, Brave. Just for fun. It's like, you know, we went to the, uh, there's a library that was moving or closing or something in our area. Mm-hmm. And they had a bunch of books for, like, a dollar. Mm-hmm. So, we picked up a bunch of Animorphs books because they weren't selling. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. They're animorphs. They're animorphs. Uh, animorphs, fucking wild. Oh, and I've heard some stuff. It's incredible. So in book one, uh, they're all all the kids are psychically linked to an alien who is shredded and eaten alive, <laughs> while the kids are psychically linked to said alien. <laughs> so they feel all of it. Yeah. And then so- yeah. I believe in a later book, and and I don't I don't know if Rumi's gotten there yet, but um, I believe in a later book one of them morphs into an animal for too long and is stuck as a hawk. Oh, Toby and Tobias, <laughs> and that's book one, motherfucker. That's book one. 
<laughs> so much happens. <laughs> oh my god! And it's for kids. And kids, I remember reading these as a child mm-hmm. and being like, "Yep, yeah, then people turn into animals. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Like they just, it doesn't impact them at all." And isn't the actual anamorphing process like very Horrifying. long and very painful? Yes. <laughs> It's like the Sailor Moon transition song and like mm-hmm. her transformation, but if your bones cracked and everything sort of like, <laughs> it's phenomenal I, stuff. I, I know the, the timeline isn't there, but it does very much feel like someone was like, what if we made the human centipede, but for kids? But for children. It'd sell like hotcakes. Kids would love mm-hmm. it. Um, so anyway, about the movie. Yeah. Can we talk about his gun? Yeah, sure, man. Is yeah. it gun time? Is it gun chat with Sam time? I don't necessarily think that it's gun chat with Sam time. Um, but I loved the crucifix. Oh, the as cru- I call it. <laughs> yeah, the crucifix. It fucks, man. It's pretty good. It's it's an incredible gun. I think it's like a shotgun, isn't it? It's a shotgun with a crucifix essentially taped to the top. Yeah. Uh, And it is perfect. No notes. Yeah. It's basically something that like uh, Jethro up in the hills, who's Mm -hmm. a a Christian white nationalist, would slap together uh, before committing an act of terrorism. Like it's it's a (laughs) shotgun with a cross duct tape to it. There's... It's not a great look. It's pretty no. <laughs> It's pretty weird. But the gun but, itself, it's got like a rotating cartridge thing, right? Yeah, th- so that's a that's a real there there's some shotguns that have uh uh, uh a drum yeah. magazine. Um the the one I'm thinking of that's probably closer to what this is, it you actually have to like crank it. Mm. Uh Oh, I crank it a lot, it. Sam. Yeah. I know. Uh, you're doing it right now, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it's Tubin no, time, so, baby. <laughs> but no, like, as you put in shells, you have to, like, crank this. It's like a clock. Oh, damn. Uh, and, it, and it basically operates like a clock, oh, yeah. essentially. Damn. The Crucifix so. is powerful, though. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I saw the Crucifix, and I said... I, get me one of these. Yeah. I don't want a gun in the house, especially now that I'm about to have a child. Yeah. But I do want the crucifix. Yeah, I bet somebody's made a prop replica that doesn't function that you can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it had the flamethrower part and the flashlight, I'd actually appreciate that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But I want the buttons to be right next to each other. Mm. Oh, yeah. What's Where's my... Uh, where's? Let me check in the pantry. I can, you know, it's pretty dark back here. Let me... Mm-hmm. Where's the tomato paste? Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> or just like, uh, son, can you can you shine a light down here? I gotta see what I'm doing while I'm fixing the sink. <laughs> ah, my eyebrows! <laughs> Why is the only light we have in the house the, <laughs> the crucifix? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! Hey, who had the spear during World War II? I think the answer is pretty clear on that one, my man. <laughs> was it Hitler specifically? I think it was definitely the Nazis. Mm-hmm. It was wrapped in a Nazi flag, which they burned after production, by the way. Did they? Because they didn't want the prop getting. They were like, the world needs one less Nazi flag. So Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Um, yeah, I mean, clearly the Nazis had it. Now, which Nazi? Mm-hmm. Pretty debatable. Yeah, was it one of the good ones? <laughs> trick question that's uh it's an oxymoron yeah well a dead one a dead one is a good nazi it's true mm-hmm. yeah uh, and a dead one indeed did own this one because yes. they weren't around to sort of protect it one thing i don't get is mm-hmm. why was it in mexico and not argentina where all the nazis actually did go argentina too far to walk I would say if you um, can get hit by a car going seemingly 70 miles an hour. True. I think you can walk from Argentina. Yeah, true. And they're still theoretically walking from, let's say generously, Tijuana. 
sure. the Tijuana area, right across the border, mm-hmm. all the way up the coast to yeah. Los Angeles. I mean, it's a it's a hike. That's a hike. And you know what actually could have prevented all of this? Mm-hmm. Um, if we built that wall. Hmm. Okay. Because if we'd had the wall at the border, he wouldn't have been able to get across. Okay. You know? Interesting stance for us to take on episode, oh, 190-something. <laughs> yeah. Turns out... <laughs> We're we're very progressive until it comes to immigration. Yeah, it turns out immigration is where we draw the line. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm like a what, I think second or third generation American. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. If we had built the wall, I don't think this the the spear destiny would have made it all the way to L.A. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you know? yeah. Well, you'd have to be to play in the space or not to play in the space is the question <laughs> sam you'd have to build a really thick and tall wall well that's what he wanted to do because the is, thickest and the tallest because this is a human being who as you pointed out gets hit by a car going 70 miles an hour mm-hmm. and just bends that big beautiful chevy all the way around him. uh-huh yeah i mean hmm. here's the thing about wall-based diplomacy in the entirety of human history it's never failed it's never failed. Hadrian's Wall, yeah. perfect. Uh, Great Wall of China, Great Wall no of problems China, there. No problems. Um, generally walled cities. Yeah, never, Fine. never once in the history of the world has the city with a wall ever fallen. Exactly. Yeah. Jerusalem never fell. Never fell. Um, Masada, mm mm, mm mm, no sir. Yeah, the Alamo. Uh, the Alamo? Absolutely. We all remember the Alamo we remember never the Alamo. fell. <laughs> That's what they say. Remember the mm-hmm. Alamo because it's still here. Everything's fine. Yeah, nothing happened there because it had a wall. It had a wall. Um, Yeah. Uh, that fort in Canada during the French and Indian War. Mm-hmm. That one. Fort Kick-Ass. Fort Kick-Ass. Fort yeah. Kick-Ass. Uh, fort Poutine. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Luke, do you want uh, some emails? Some mail time? Oh, my shit, yeah. Okay, yeah. hang on. Really quick before we get there, I have one more thing mm-hmm. to say. Yes. This movie has sriracha in it. I don't know, are you aware of the sriracha shortage, Sam? Uh, yeah, I am. Aw- well, you told me about it the other day, because okay. you're suffering greatly from <laughs> yeah, the sriracha I'm shortage. Uh, there's sriracha in this movie, and they don't use it, and I fucking hate them for it, because mm. I can't get my hands on a single bottle of that good red stuff. I'm sitting on a big old bottle over oh, here. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, we have it. We just don't use it a whole, whole lot. Oh, my uh, God. So I that mean, shit lasts us forever. $50. 50 you know? 50 Nah, chump $100. I got a, hey, Luke, I got a child on the way. Yeah, you I'll have, give you... you, you here, <laughs> you pay that child's tuition to an Ivy League? Yeah. Done. You get that sriracha. I will jump on eBay here in a second and then check what the current going rate is for a bottle of sriracha and then we'll talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so are you ready for mail yes, time? Yes, I'm ready for mail time, please. Okay. Um, so I have been sitting on this for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, and by quite a while, I mean nine days. Uh, so uh, this is from Russell. The subject line is, birth control playlist Uh oh! and he writes inspired by your recent conversation about good sex music i was initially tempted to take the piss and send in a bonkers list of music and claim that my wife and i use that as a soundtrack which for reasons that luke knows would be especially mortifying for him. yes but instead my wife and i had a wonderful conversation about the inverse we're the worst <laughs> possible sex songs we can think of <laughs> Personally, I think that's a much that's much more fertile ground for comedy. After yes. all, yucking a yum is nowhere near as entertaining as attempting to conceive how to yum a yuck. Yum a yuck, yes. <laughs> Gentlemen, I give you the birth control playlist. So let me pull this up here. Uh, so we have a paranoid android by Radiohead. <laughs> uh. William Shatner's Rocket Man. Because <laughs> I'm a rocket man. <laughs> uh, I believe 
one of the main themes from Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl. Excellent. That one may be cut. I don't know. That one might be towing the line for some people. It might. Uh, Yakety Sax. Excellent. Uh, uh, the Shire theme from <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's um, Im- it's impossible to fuck to. It I, is. I it genuinely is, is. I dare you. Yeah. I love this one. Cotton Eye Joe. um i this one i don't know because it's you've got a friend in me and by randy newman yeah and i don't know i feel like if you look at the meaning of that just a little bit oh ah, there's there's something there i that's quite a complicated sexual scenario actually sure and, and I think that's kind of the fun of it, is that your sexual encounter that night is to recreate a scenario in which you can say, you've, you've got, got a friend in me. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. Actually, I, it's not that complicated. That's a, that's a partner saying, your friend is inside Your friend me. is inside my body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bees by Animal Collective. Mm, it's yep. My Belly Button by Rhett and Link. I don't know this one. Um... Ride of the Valkyries. Love it. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> oh, um, let me slip into something more comfortable. Do you like music? Let me put on something. And uh, then you just hear Ride of the Valkyries yeah. blasting. Red House Theme by Rhett and Link. Another one I, I don't recognize. Um, Carmina Burana O Fortuna. Which I actually think I do recognize. Sure. Um, Peace Bone by Animal Collective. The Star Wars main theme. I don't know, Russell. I think that one has. I think the 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 river. The the yeah. They've crossed the Rubicon on that one. Somebody has. Someone's fucked there. Someone's fucked on that one. I'm sorry, uh, Russell. Axel F by Crazy Frog. Don't know that one. Um, bump, 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 bump. Isn't that it? Sounds right. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think that's it. Cuckoo, cuckoo by Animal Collective. A lot of man, you're making some bold statements about Animal Collective. Really is. Yeah. Uh, gonna fly now. Uh, by Bill Conti, which is apparently the theme from Rocky. <laughs> Spanish Flea by Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Middle School Girlfriend by Rhett and Link. Sorry, my microphone's covering some of this. Uh, Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. The theme <laughs> from Jurassic Park. Uh-oh. 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 Hold on, I'm a-coming. By Bill Cosby. Uh-oh. Well, it is impossible to get down to. It is impossible. It is it is problematic to even think mm-hmm. about. You can't fuck to that. Nope. Um, <laughs> the Macarena, of course. Hey, Macarena is when you finish. Of course. Uh, let's see. Surfing Bird by the Trashmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't fuck to that. And then several species of small furry animals gathered together in a cave and grooving with a Pict by Pink Floyd. I think I'm actually familiar with that one, and yes. Boy, I, I am not. Yeah. Uh, what a fantastic list. Hey, Sam, can you... What was mm-hmm. the original challenge? Uh, I think I told people to try to have sex to a certain set of music. Oh, Alive uh, by 2000, the 2007 Daft Punk record. Yes, um, that was the one. Which I did play at a work retreat recently. Did anyone fuck during it? No one, to my knowledge, had sex during it. Well, you should poll all your coworkers and just yeah. double check. Did anyone fuck while I played that song? Is there anything I need to tell HR? Yeah, uh, because exactly. of this music, this playlist. Well, that was truly fantastic. Oh, but we've got another letter. Oh. Uh, and this is from Emma, and the subject line is "Same Swedish listener." <laughs> Uh, and so Emma says hello it is I Emma back again and I have some Swedish facts for you because why not sure one yeah, that is bra. 
It's pretty much standard here to be on a first name basis with almost everyone. For example, teacher, boss, and coworker. Two, another thing is Sweden is not really that religious, like a majority of people identify as more atheist agnostic, myself included. Nice. Uh, Man, that's three, living the dream, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, three, but a majority still at least celebrate Christmas and eat ham instead of turkey, among other things. So, hey, Emma? Oh, hang on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold up. <laughs> what, what else are they eating at Christmas? The the uh-huh. everybody knows how Swedes get down on some edibles. You give grandma first. Hey you know. grandma, welcome to Christmas. Here's mm-hmm. your gigantic edible. Yeah, you know, you know a Swedish Christmas. Uh you eat ham, edibles, and ass. And ass <laughs> Um so uh so eat ham instead of turkey, among other things. Watch a Donald Ducks where he's called Kala Anka. Love it. <laughs> Greatest hits on the TV and open presents on December 24th. Um, and then uh, she, the, uh, Emma also says, Also, I listened to an old episode of yours, episode 17, Fast Five, and I don't have a summary of any of the first four movies, but I keep imagining that every time a cool stunt, mostly with a cool car, happens, a bald eagle will screech, and in any deep moment will have a bald eagle in the background just being a cool bald eagle. Vin Diesel standing coolly while planning some cool car heist uh, with the sweet, sweet tunes of some electric guitar and maybe some bald eagle screeching plays in the background <laughs> being cool. I don't know why I think the Furious franchise is some patriotic cool car movie about a cool family, but yeah. Thank you for entertaining me during work, Emma. Emma, I have to say, one, thank you for the email. Always yes. good to hear from, from a Swede. Uh, makes my heart very happy. Um, you've nailed it. I don't know why yeah. either, but yeah, the Fast, Fu- the Fast and Furious series <laughs> is rampantly patriotic and deserves oh, yeah. to have a bunch of bald <laughs> eagles for no reason. <laughs> it would be so good where it's just like, hey, we gotta go get the... Uh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and one, just like when he's giving the big serious talk about family, there's just one bald eagle just nodding in the background mm-hmm. wearing sunglasses. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh my god, it's perfect. Oh, brilliant, brilliant emails. Love to get them. Hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. Yeah. Luke, are you ready to uh, talk about what we'll be watching next week? Yes, please. Or let's, I guess technically uh, later this week. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, let's, uh, let's do it. So, we will be watching... Oh, shit! Yes! 2006's A Scanner Darkly. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, All right. I, my understanding is this part of his filmography moves thick and fast. All right. So Not we're as kicking thick off as thick, slippery goo, but... Pretty you know. thick. Nothing's yeah. as thick as thick, slippery goo. No. Uh, so have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I believe it's based on a book, right? I don't Skinner just Darkly? fucking know. Yeah, I read the book. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recuse myself. Sam, I want to hear okay. what you think it's about. Do you want a real answer? or Yes. A, okay. So yeah. I, f- okay. I will give my honest thought of what it is. I believe A Scanner Darkly is based on a Philip K. Dick novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is like a sci-fi dystopia sort of big brother type, but with more robots. I want to say, um, I know this one's like got a weird sort of animated style that I'm genuinely excited to see, and I hope we see some dick, but like <laughs> animated. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, um, sort of like a Watchmen. You want to see a big shimmery blue yeah, penis? I do, um, but no. So it's a it's a PK Dick novel. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how everybody abbreviates it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Yeah, I think it's just sort of a dystopia, and maybe Keanu is, like, leading some sort of revolt, or he's a journalist. It's one of those two. Or I both. feel like it's always one of those two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a scanner darkly. Nice. Yeah, well, uh, I guess I guess we'll see. Uh, folks, until then, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. 
we don't use X. We don't. Fuck it. But Fuck we're X. on a new thing. We're on Blue Sky. We're on Blue Sky, bitches. And it's uh, Hanksy Panksy at Hanksy Panksy on Blue Sky. Um, I d- we yeah. put stuff on there. Uh, we also, of course, have the aforementioned Patreon, patreon.com slash Hanks you got a lot of fun stuff over there, pu- putting out some more content. Um, we've got uh, the most recent episode of Journey to the Number, colon, the center of the city, podcast where my wife and I break down uh, the episodes of season two of In Just Like That. Uh, and uh, we finally have the Princess Brides, uh, no, Princess nope. Diaries yep. episode up there. With a special guest in front of the podcast, Adrian Otan. Uh, so, so that was uh, a hoot and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you, of course, send us an email, hanksbanksypod at gmail.com. Please do. A uh, special shout out to Hanks' Heroes. You could be one if you check us enough money. That's Tuck and Daniel and fellas. Um, I'd let you touch the crucifix. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, my. Luke, do you have a final quote? I do. And it is, uh, I like doing these with like not the original line read. I, I love it. Okay. So this one is, be careful with that cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <God> damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, folks, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Reeves. Uh, We'll be back next week with 2006's A Scanner Darkly.